It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So if I, you go back and look at your tape from uh, your rookie year, second year, even preseason tape. Um, so like I said, I mentioned 2019. Actually, that was year 11 for me. That was 10 for Pounce by then. We got old on um, you, man. Yeah, you did. Um, but I, I said this on this show, Mason. I was like, man, Mason looks calm. I felt like the game was at the uh, – which game? Was it against – the was, was Earl Thomas with the Ravens or with Seattle when he hit you that game? That Ravens. was Ravens. I felt like – and most young quarterbacks do. You get happy feet. You look like you settled in this year. Like you, you, you just said, I'm here to throw. I'm here to make plays. If I'm in my spot, everything else takes care of itself. What changed from then, Mason, to now? Um, I think, you know, experience, and um, that's the best teacher, even when you're not playing. I think I, um, you can either go on autopilot mode, you know. I mean, what, 2020, I played one game. 2021, I had one start. 2022, nothing. 2023 until week 18, nada. So uh, instead of, I mean, you can go crazy and, or you can really, really lock in and immerse yourself in the game plan each week, try to help whoever is playing and then try to be a voice on the sidelines. I think seeing it, I think seeing it from the sidelines the last couple of years and whether it was Canada or Sullivan trying to like, no. And I think, I think this is quarterbacks. Like I've had a good feel for what, for what Kenny liked um, for what Mitch may have liked the last couple of years in, in certain, you know, uh, scenarios and certain down and distances, third down, red zone, fringe. And I tried to, you know, I tried to make suggestions to the to the play caller because I think they have a great feel for it. And I think they, they both did. But when you're in the room with a guy and you know what it's like to 
to run those plays. There's plays that they, they prefer. And, and sometimes, you know, yeah. I've been in that position that you don't want to speak up and say, no, I don't like, you know, they give you an option of a play. You know, do you like that one? Yeah. But I, there's maybe another concept that you love. And so I think that really looking at it as a coach helped me grow and helped me mature foot from a football IQ standpoint. Did you know physically that you were that you looked more settled in those moments? Because that was what I think a lot of this fan base saw. It was poise. It was steadiness um, and also just consistency. I'm not comparing you one to the other. I'm comparing you to you for the most part. Okay, and there's a little bit of us watching, you know, the ones that played before you. But did you notice that you had somewhat brought it down as far as the game, as we sometimes say as players, the game slowing down? Yes, I think – I mean, I, I wasn't watching myself on TV, but I think um, I, uh, I I think I felt, like, free. I think I, I felt a sense of complete freedom and nothing to lose because uh, I really didn't have anything to lose. I, I knew I – you know, I was – I thought, you know, maybe this is my last year. Maybe I get another – squeak another year out. You know, somebody gets somebody gets hurt, goes down in training camp, you get an opportunity or a call. Maybe the Steelers want me back. We'll see. But – um, I think, I think that's a, it's a fun place to be. It's when, when you're, when you're not playing with, with angst or anxiety or trying not to make a mistake. I just wanted to score points and win the game each week. And I think simplifying that in your head made it more fun. That'll be something for sure you carry moving forward because it's one of those, like I said, coaching things where they'll tell you, well, we've saw it and now we got to continue to see it. You see yourself honing into that and not of the perception of playing with house money, but just like, nah, I'm that pro now. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think, I think so. I think, uh, I, I got into a groove, felt, felt good. Obviously we didn't, we didn't accomplish the ultimate goal once we got into the playoffs and, and, uh, you know, but I, but I think, yeah, I, I have full confidence that I can, that I can play in this league and that I can, uh, replicate that kind of, consistent performance no doubt the thing that's that's fascinating though mason about your pathway in this league too is you somewhat got buried because of course as you said before playing behind a franchise quarterback coming to a a team where that was pretty much established and he didn't really miss games and then of course the opportunities the time where the opportunities could have come pittsburgh signed of course a, a quarterback to a significant uh paycheck but like the perception of you somewhat got skewed when you look at other cities, Mason, there's other quarterbacks in the same situation as you, and they catch high praise. Does it make you feel somewhat, I don't want to call it slighted because I don't need nobody thinking there's jealousy or anything behind it, but do you look at that and say, why is that situation different from mine? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think every, I think everything happens for a reason. And, and when you're going through adversity, um, doesn't matter what kind, whether it's, there's competition brought in or injury. I think it's, it's no fun. And, and, um, but I think when you look back, I said this to, to, I think our, uh, during a presser uh, towards the end of the year, like, I think when you have adversity, you appreciate the moments of, you know, the mountaintop moments much more. Um, you know, I, I think it going through injuries, being benched, um, you know, uh, up and down play it, it 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 hardens you for life and and um i think it, i think it prepares you to be 
makes you a better human being and it makes you more, uh, I think, makes you a little bit, it gives you a better sense of humility and thankfulness to be at the level you are. And, and, um, but yeah, I mean, I, in the moment, was there, you know, what was I, did I want to compete? Did I want to, you know, prove one thing or another? Uh, yes, but, but I couldn't be more grateful kind of for how things played out, even though it, yeah, it was tough sometimes, but I think, you know, uh, God is sovereign and, and his plan is always the right plan. And it's, it's, it's hard to submit to that sometimes, but it's, it's, it's often the most, you know, I'm going to work as hard as I can and, and, and let the chips fall where they may. Um, Al and I were talking about this just a little bit yesterday because we brought you up and I told him that you were coming on and stuff like that. And it's fascinating, though, Mason, that, like you said, God has his own plan for everybody in their pathway. If you roll that way, right? And most do. Um, the the actual opportunity to be signed later in camp and be around, honestly, long enough to actually have this. And whether it be injuries or somebody else, misfortune or bad play, um, how did you prepare even still week to week? And, you know, even when that opportunity popped up of, hey, this quarterback play doesn't look that great. We need to look at Mason and you weren't tapped into. How does that go as far as reps and preparation to actually start when you know you should be given an opportunity to? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I mean, during practice, during the week, everybody, I don't know if, if you know, fans know, but you, you're taking scout team reps exclu- exclusively and, and, you know, with being the third string quarterback, Mitch is taken, you know, if there's a rep at, there's a set of 10 plays he's taking six, you know, I'm getting four or it's, so you're not getting a whole lot of reps, but you, you try to, yeah, whether it's, whether it's after practice or, um, you know, pre-practice working and trying to get a few throws in with the, with the, you know, the first group of receivers, the last group of receivers, just to stay sharp. That, that is a way that, that is the only way that you can stay physically ready. And then, and then I think I have the confidence that, you know, Deontay um, got a lot of bank reps with him from 2019. We've been, we've been around each other. I know how he gets in and out of breaks. I know his strengths. We, you know, what are his strengths? What are his best routes? You know, what can we put him in as a position to to succeed? George had a little bit of work with him in, in training camp, um, in, in some in some training in some preseason games. But um, yeah, you just try to what what do those guys do well? And then when you get in there. What concepts do I like? I mean, I, I was very appreciative of Mike Sullivan and Eddie Falk and the staff for taking into consideration the concepts I liked because you know we were it was backs against the wall. We were we were in desperation mode trying to make trying to make the playoffs, and I wasn't gonna. I, I certainly wasn't gonna. You know, be coy or or be be quiet about things I liked or disliked. This is probably my only chance. We, we all felt like we were in the same boat, the yeah. staff, myself, like we're, we're all fighting for our jobs. And um, I, I appreciate that from them. Yeah. And with that being said, though, too, man, you could see stuff on film, the communication from you, whether you're watching film or the live games or in stadium. Um, you can see you talking and communicating with guys. You can see you getting on the old line a time or two, you know, and, and, and I also saw you walk into a sack one time to Dan Morris, neither here nor there though. Okay. Mason, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but, man. Yeah, <laughs> but 
With, with that being said, though, your ability to command stuff from them, if I'm not mistaken, you and Deontay were probably the oldest guys on the side of the offense. Do you? How did you view your leadership and watching either guys you admired growing up or the way the offense had worked before you to where these guys somewhat needed a leader? And it looked to me, Mason, like you kept, you gave that to them. Yeah, yeah what? I think leadership is if it's for if it's forced or if it's fake, it doesn't resonate at all. And I, I think um, I've never tried to be a rah-rah guy. I, I'd like to if I feel convicted about saying something, I'm going to speak it you know, with conviction because it's real. It comes from the heart. And um, yeah, I, I guess those guys appreciated that. Um, I think, uh, you know, that there, there are some veteran. Deontay was veteran. Isaac Sayamalo, I think I think he is sort of established himself this year as the quiet leader of that offensive line. He was in year eight. He's been at the top. He's won a Super Bowl with the, with the Eagles. Um, I know all the guys respect the heck out of him. So, um, yeah, there, there was conversations with the O-line and, you know, nothing rah-rah, but, you know, trying to challenge ourselves to go down the field, put points on the board. And then and then when, when you need to correct things, um, whether I miss a throw or, or we there's a miscommunication on a route, I think uh, – you know, going to those guys, you know, in a in the right way, not not coming down on them, and, and you know, not uh, but just having a conversation. What did, what did you see? What did I see? How can we improve? The uh, the the two one and two guys, uh, Deontay and George. However, you want to look at it as far as their roles, man. How was it? Because <laughs> you really look like you highlighted what they did well. And I'll say this too, and listening to interviews and reading stuff that they said about you, they didn't shy away from actually saying that you did. What What was your thought when you got those two guys, specifically them, in the roles that you had them in the later part of the season? Yeah, they're they're both talented guys, ultra talented guys. Um, you know, they both they both like I said, they both have you know routes or things they they they're they're better at they're stronger at it you know it's not the same for both of them just like anything else but uh yeah i mean starting from the i think it was the second play against the Bengals, uh george just uh making my job a whole you know very easy and taking a slant to the house um deontay uh you know um uh, you know against baltimore baltimore catch, catching a catching a routine, you know, spin, spin in breaking route and uh, taking that to the house. So they're, uh, I think they proved that they're, they're pretty darn good after the catch. And, um, you know, they both separate well, George is a little lankier and, and, you know, anytime he's down the grass one-on-one, you, you like your odds, you know, Deontay's stop and go is so, so impressive in any sort of a, you know, hitch or, um, you know, outbreaking route. He's, very dynamic at that. I think Calvin Austin showed up. He's a speedster, um, can do a lot of those end rounds, and he can catch he can catch deep shots. Uh, Kenny threw him a you know beautiful long 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 deep ball. Allen Robinson blocking his butt off, catching balls in critical situations. Yeah. Pat Firemuth, Pat being a you know just a killer, um, you know in, in big time situations when they're trying to take away the two outside guys, and he he has to work the middle of the field. He does that well. So it, it was a it was a, a good group of guys to, to work with. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And then, of course, to the balance of it all, um, I think it was the, which game was it? Uh, Seattle. Um, you guys went off, what was it, 400 yards of offense, and you guys just had a day, man. Um, but I don't think there was much incorporation of Pat Fryer. But there was yeah. conversation of him blocking and his role that he had to play. How, how was it keeping that talent, you know, somewhat quiet? like, feed me, feed me too. Yeah, I think I think uh, actually I think that the Seattle game Pat did have a a few four or five catches. It was the game before the Bengals game. The game he before. didn't have a single catch. He didn't have nothing. And um, you know, Pat's a, an awesome person, a good friend, and a you know a team first guy that didn't say a word. You know, when he didn't get but a couple targets because they were trying to take him away. Cincinnati had seen that in game one. Um, he, he had a huge day, 120 yards against them, game one at third place. So they were trying to eliminate him. Yeah. And then in Seattle, you know, uh, George and Deontay still had, I think, both probably 50 or 60-plus yards each. And, and then Pat had some yards. But that was a that was an offensive line. That was a clinic gone running the ball, in, you know, being in, deep in the red zone and still running it in. And um, Coach D challenged him that week to do that very thing. And Jalen Warren and Najee just delivered and. I mean the stiff arms. Najee was just he he was he was running angry that game. I just remember it, and and um, it was impressive to watch. Well, he had beast mode there, man. He had to. Marshawn Lynch That's was right. in the house. That's what he God had to show yeah. up. That's Goodness, right. um, how how was he, man, with you? Because again, it just seems like a seemed like a jolt between all your offensive weapons, excluding the bigs, man. But Najee and Jalen. Um, what, what do you think about that? Because we on the outside, even me now, not being in a locker room, you know, felt like at some point you had to choose. Like, oh, is it Jalen? Is it Najee? And, and the answer is no, you really just want both. Absolutely. Yeah, that's – that's. Um, I mean, I think they complement each other well. I think, you know, uh, they both had different strengths. I think, um, you know, Najee's, Najee's thunder and he's going to run you over and he hits the hole and – um, really, I thought he displayed a lot of good vision and, and, and you know, didn't second guess himself or dance. He, he hit the hole so hard towards the end of the year. It, it always seems like he saves some of that gas for the end of the year. Um, he comes on the last six weeks where I think a lot of running backs, you know, the, 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 the shots are taken on their body. They start to kind of fade a bit. Um, Najee is not that. Uh, Jalen catches the ball well. You know, his run after the catch, his make you miss is, you know, exciting. It's, it's, it helps us out, helped us out on a lot of critical third downs where you throw the check down and he, he makes two, two people miss and we got, and you're moving the chain. So it's a great combination. Um, lo- love going to work with those guys. They're both selfless. They both did a great job of shutting out the noise on the outside and not letting, uh, not letting, uh, you know, who, who are we choosing? No, we're, we're going to both compliment each other and uh, really happy for them. Um, there's a one clip that the NFL films, I think, put out. I think it was you talking to Coach Sullivan with Coach Tomlin around. It was like, hey, let's basically saying let's not get scared. 
um, and close out this game is what he was asking for. Um, is there any throw that you <laughs> you think you can't make? Because that was one of those ones where it's like, if you're not right-minded, you will seize up and say, I don't want to mess up. But you drop back, and as he said, through a rhythm pass, I think for a first down to pretty much close out the game at that point. What was that situation like for you in Seattle to hear that, know that you got to go deliver that and actually do it? Yeah. Um, you know, Mike T is very aggressive. You know, you know that in those moments. And um, I think the element of surprise is, is always, a you know, worth, worth bouncing around, you know, when you're, when you're in the huddle and you're talking things through and, um, we knew they weren't going to expect it. They were in a they were in a zero defense, and and um, you know George Pickens one on one on the slant. Well, you know we feel like that's routes on air, and uh, so uh, George made a great play, spun out, got us a first down. But but absolutely, you know the, to have to have a coach who's that aggressive and doesn't he's not he's not playing to you know, he's playing to win, and he's not um, being too conservative running the ball trying to trying to run the game out. He, he wants to win now and he knows it can be done in, in one play. Yeah. Um, a lot of, of changes happened. Well, a big change happened during the season, of course, uh, letting relieving Matt Canada of his duties. Um, what was that transition like Mason, as far as going from one coordinator in Matt Canada to, you know, coach Faulkner and coach Sullivan being the guys calling the plays. I mean, it was, it was, um, uh... Yeah, it was a change, and I think the media tried to, you know, make it a make it a headline story. And I think um, I was just happy the way everyone on the offense, you know, uh, continued continue to work and 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 didn't want didn't want didn't really allow it to become a distraction. And uh, as much as I think it, it probably, it, you know, it was probably a distraction the the first just because of the, you know, the Pittsburgh. The, the, the fans and we've, we've got such passionate fans, the media, but um, yeah, I think, I think we responded well after the change was made. You know, I, I Matt's a, a, a dear friend. I was with him for three, three seasons and, you know, I only wish him the best moving forward and hope he can, you know, I'm sure he'll be okay. Get a, get a, you know, get a job somewhere. And, um, and then, and then Mike Sullivan, who, um, you know, and Eddie Falk that kind of, kind of tag team the, the leadership role moving forward. I, th- I thought they did a good job too in a, in a tough circumstance. And, um, you know, especially Mike Sullivan calling, calling the plays in, in an offense that, you know, wasn't really his. Um, he, he was working with a, yeah, working with a scheme that, you know, we added, a, I mean, a couple concepts here and there. Yeah, but- because in the middle of the season, you can't take one book and put it in a new book. That's what camp is for. That's what OTAs. And yeah. and and many campus for correct like you guys still for the most part had the same book. We did, yeah. We 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 uh, it's you can't. I mean, you know that in the middle of the week, you you try to change too much, and guys' heads start to spin. You can't, you know, same formations, motion shifts, you know, concepts for the most part. Um, you know, there were subtle changes, but but uh, like I said, I was happy the way guys responded and and um, you know rallied and. And didn't let it didn't let it become a distraction. Um, how how did they when you speak earlier of Coach Sullivan and Coach Faulkner crafting the passing game? Um, were you adamant and honestly just um, uh, I guess strong enough to just say, yeah, I don't like that play. 
Was was it those conversations that led to your success towards the latter part of the season? Because here's the thing, Mason. You're playing this thing down, okay? You had 74% completion rate this year. That's like high school stuff. Do you understand? So it's not like you just out there surviving. Those numbers were thriving, Mason. So did how strategic were they in curating you? Yeah, I think the game plan was was different each week. We we knew, you know, I think Cincinnati was was uh we were all out there figuring it out, trying to build chemistry. I hadn't worked with those guys since, you know, training camp really at any level. I don't even know if I'd worked with them with the starting receivers in training camp, um, you know, working with the third group primarily. So we, we were figuring each other out, and I think we, we figured it out, you know, pretty quick. And, and you know, like I said, when, when you got guys that like George that made a couple great, great plays after the catch, make my job a lot easier. Um but yeah, and you know, then you go to Seattle, and like we knew we were run, we needed to run the ball. It's a hostile environment, one of the loudest venues in the league. Um, we ran the ball for shoot almost 200 yards that game. So you know, when we highlighted that that component, we were balanced in that in that regard. Um, and then you got a rain game, and in, in, you know, a monsoon in Baltimore. We knew we were gonna we didn't want to we didn't have a we we didn't want to have a 40 passing attempt kind of a you know uh, stat at the end of the game or. or or game plan. We, we ran the ball well that game. So I think you know, the staff did a good job of, yeah, taking into, taking into consideration, you know, my favorites, Pat Meyer did an awesome job with the, the run game each week, putting us in good positions, never in a bad play. And then, um, and then, and then, yes, I mean, obviously someone's got to call the play at the end of the day, which is, I think it's probably the hardest thing in the NFL, you know, alongside the quarterback position. And, and he, he did a great job. He had a good flow. We were balanced, um, and uh, yeah, we, we we scored points, so that, it was it was fun. Thank you, a lot of points, man. Uh, I have to ask you this one too, because everybody from your rookie year, second year, third year to where you are now, every player has growth, man. Do you do you think number one, the NFL gift players time now to grow up, and also, can you see differences in player to actually become true pros in those moments too? Yeah, I think um, does the NFL give players time to to grow and develop? Uh, I, I think you know it's a it's a tough biz, it's a business. Um, I think I think that's what's that's what's great about seeing people like Geno Smith, who, who I have looked up to, who you know came in, you know played well, but also had some adversity early in his career, and then stayed the course, stayed positive, and and. Um, Obviously, developed quite a bit, um, and 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 has turned into a, a heck of a starting quarterback. So, uh, I think it's good when you see those kind of stories because because you kind of see that you know foot, there's a lot of football. I think football justice is a real thing, and if you stay the course and you work hard, you got a good attitude. Um, you're going to get an opportunity at some point. It may be years down the road, but um, that's what I've, I've tried to try to stay uh, stay positive in my own situation. Um, so probably yes and no. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, you know, players are expected to perform obviously based on where you're drafted, but quick, you know, fast. And and um, some people some people are ready to step up, yeah, that fast. You know, our your our friend Pouncey started as a as a rookie, was played at a high level, oh, bro. They absolutely. Uh, and then there's people that that hit their stride, <laughs> hit their stride later in their career. Um, so you know, if they don't get chewed up and spit out. So, um, 
yeah, I think I think every situation's different, but it's it's inspiring when you see the guys that, that stick it out and and uh, get the last laugh.